I mean, you think it's on? I don't know. Are you going to play that game I, every I, time? I don't know. It's always messing me Talk up, man. I never know. Music. Shh. All right, all right. <laughs> there we go. Now they can Boom. see us. All right, we're all here. All right, so today, normally we'd have, like, uh, a episode of the hybrid series today, but I just, like, was called away from work for yeah. a couple of days this week. Couldn't get it done. That's right. Uh, but we're in front of it, if it's any consolation. Yeah, we're going to talk about it anyway. Yeah. Uh, so, and, uh, I mean, big thing is I forgot my hat at home today, so it's just totally <laughs> throwing me off, and uh, I don't know what to do. Uh, but I think then uh, we're just going to talk about the update here. We'll talk about a lot about the four to eight month cycle. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, man. What else? Answer some questions. Uh, I'm sure there's a ton of questions on what's happening with this tank, so... Yeah. yeah, just start sending in questions. 750XXL. So, I mean, you can't really see it, man, but I, I guess you can. It looks terrible. Yeah, like, super ugly. Exactly the way I wanted ugly. it. Yeah, ugly, ugly, brown, ugly, ugly, full ugly. of algae, full of, uh, like, you know, bacterial slime film, you know, on top of the algae. We're not embarrassed. We're not trying to hide it. Yeah. It's ugly. Uh, ugly face, you know? So, <laughs> why, why are we not trying to hide it, man? Because <clears throat> uh, it's it's inevitable. It's going to happen. Uh, I think I can't say that I've set up a tank where I didn't have an ugly brown phase at some point in time, mostly in the beginning. I guess I won't say like absolutely inevitable. Like uh, you know, if There's you probably ways you can mitigate it. Yeah, sure. I mean, you cycle your tank, your your rock for a really long time. Yeah. You uh, uh, you know get uh, you know live rock out of the ocean. You know a lot of times ready to go rock. That, ready to go yeah. right away. Uh-huh. You know with pests and all but uh actually on the 160 when we use that uh like man-made rock uh, the reef uh 2.0 yeah that's yeah. kind of it's gone now but uh you know the fact that it had that like purple you know coating on the outside actually prevented algae and stuff from growing on it it's actually pretty slick yeah just too too slick of a surface for algae to get a foothold more I mean, or less that's a scientific I mean. answer <laughs> yeah i don't know yeah probably i mean i agree that that's probably the thing it just didn't give a texture that algae like to Could, uh, hold yeah. on to uh but there's something to be said about the the white rock refracting light and uh, also fueling algae growth too yeah i do t- i i personally do yeah uh, i see white things in the tank tend to grow algae more than anything else maybe oh, yeah. it's just because you notice it too it could like be. so if this was super dark rock this purple you might even not notice some of the stuff that's mm-hmm. growing on it the the same way yeah you know, because it's not white right that makes sense so you know the big thing here man is i, I just want to make sure that everybody knows when you're setting up a tank and you run into you know some algae like we talked about this in the four month cycle from the beginning before we ever even touched it mm-hmm. expect this to happen Right. And because it happens to a lot of people. And so, like, you're not a bad reefer. It's part of a pretty normal cycle for a lot of people, especially if you're using dry rock. Mm-hmm. So, you know, hey, just wait it out. You know, it's just part of the whole thing, you know. And specifically, if you're not in a hurry, who cares? Yeah. There's one thing that we did different this week, or, or with this one here, is normally I would have, like, you know, scaled the lights up a little bit. Like, oh, you mean as in far as intensity or length or both? Both. Okay. Right? Because it's when you turn the lights on, it, everything photosynthetic happens. So right. that's when the algae starts to grow. That's when, you know, all of the, you know, like cyano and that kind of bacterial stuff try, starts to happen. Okay. You know, so normally I would start pretty slow. But, like, I guess I'll let you share why we did it this time. Why, oh, why we didn't uh, just... Why we didn't start, maybe we just turn the lights on max. Or, like, not max, but the, what just the cycle is going to be. Flip it on. Uh... They probably came from what Josh's advice from WWC. He was like, "Just, it, just let it happen. Just turn on the switch. Go, get over it." 
that was it. Get over it. <laughs> Get man. over it. And so, like, I was talking to him, like, hey, man, I'm going to cycle this stuff up pretty slow. You yeah. know, like, or I'll turn the lights on a little bit. He's like, no, dude. Just turn it on. Let it happen. <laughs> let it get it over with. Get it, you know, let it, like, happen as fast as possible and get it out of the way. Mm-hmm. So it would be super interesting to see. You know, and I've actually been watching it happen. Mm-hmm. You know, first, the first thing that happened was the things that grow the fastest, which is the bacterias. You know, they tend to uh, increase population the fastest. So we had some um, cyano. Looking cyano and mm-hmm. stuff in the yeah. beginning. And then we had uh, algae. Just regular algae. You know, like, like, you know, what, what looks like hair algae, but it doesn't really get very far because we have the utilitarian fish in there. Tons and, of you them. Know, eating at it all day so like you don't really see it in the essence but uh now it seems like it's algae like fighting the balance of the bacteria and like trying to figure out like who's gonna win hopefully neither one uh and we just get that biofilm that's healthy on Mm -hmm. the rock i scraped off some coralline algae in there uh we did that twice too didn't we yeah one of them though was so far long ago before we ever turned the lights on probably wasn't wasn't gonna do anything anyway yeah Yeah. there's spots of uh coralline algae on the on the bottom on the pieces of the rock and stuff too so perfect man it's filling in so like yeah we're gonna just gonna keep going at it and uh you know what here's the kind of the beauty part of the whole thing Mm -hmm. is like hey you're just letting it cycle and you know sometimes man things just don't go your way solve it man like there's all kinds of solutions for stuff out there like so if cyano starts to take a foothold this early in the tank i can just treat it yeah, well, hey, yeah, like you saw this cycle, it goes for a month with the lights on, and you haven't really solved your problem, and you're just getting upset, it just doesn't seem like it's working out. Well, I don't know, man, try a little bit of chemicaline or something, right? And so, <clears throat> like, you don't got any corals in this thing yet or anything, so, like, who cares, man? You can water change it yeah. out, whatever. You know, same thing with, like, if you got, like, whatever reason, man, poor you, you ended up with a ton of hair algae in there. Well, like, you know, use stuff or, or bryopsis, you know, use something like fluconazole, uh, mm-hmm. wipe it out. Mm-hmm. Doesn't, you don't have to worry about it because, like, you don't have any corals or anything in this tank yet. Yeah. Like, it just isn't a big issue. Like, they normally don't even cause problems with corals, but for sure, in this case, I'm not worried about it. Yeah. You know, like, this isn't even really a thing. That's true. So, like, I, I just really, I had to agree with Josh, man. Just turn the lights on, let it happen, <laughs> own it, you know, like, uh, it's just going to be ugly for a little bit, and then it won't be. Yeah. Bam. Yeah. You know? And I think that's part of the thing then that, like, you know, you see a lot of YouTube series of setting up a tank and whatnot, and, like, you know, nobody wants to show the ugly face, mm. right? Like, it's not a fun part of the whole thing, right? You go through setup to, okay, this thing is ready to go, and then all of a sudden, it's oh, a tank. It's a tank. It's or, a tank. looks awesome. there's probably three hours of cleaning that's happening before, you the know, before you yeah. do the film. Uh-huh. In this case, I've told Tex, man, hey, Tex, I don't want you to clean it anymore at all. Clean the glass, but I don't want you, whatever is going on in the rock, I don't want you to disrupt it. Yeah. Like, no, don't clean off the cyano. Don't clean off uh, the uh, hair or algae, whatever it is. I want these two things to battle each other out, and I want whatever natural thing is going to happen to happen. Yeah. If you keep scrubbing off the, the rock, you're going to create new surfaces where it's just going to keep happening over and over again. I don't want to do that. I'm just going to let it happen let it go. Yeah. Right? Yeah, and we tried our... Um we're looking at starting to f- put some cleanup crew in there too to help the utilitarian fish take uh, oh, yeah. clean up the rock. So yeah, we're gonna add some snails or something, you yeah. know. And like one of the things right now, man, maybe I want a bunch of snails, right? Because there's a bunch of algae in there, and then when the algae isn't there, I take the snails out. And, you know, I can put them in a different tank that may need it, or I can just give them back to the fish drawer. Like maybe if they're really nice, they give me some money back for them. But if they don't, yeah. who cares? You know, sure, it's like a few bucks. Yeah. Sure, with his friends or something, whatever. What I don't want to do is keep a bunch of 
snails, like 50 snails in a tank right. that like, doesn't have any algae in it at that point. And they're then, just going to die. And then they're going to create a spike or and what have you. Nutrients. Like, nutrients yeah. You know, essentially each snail is like a cube of food. So if I dump 50 cubes of food in there, they all died. Like, uh, <laughs> you know, it's probably even actually way higher density than a, like a mysis shrimp cube. Right. Man. It's probably like adding 150 cubes of food that dissolved in the tank. Mm. Bad idea. You know, and they're and they're all, all day long. Each one of them is adding, you know, nitrogen and uh, phosphorus through respiration or, or biological function, I should say, <laughs> into the water all day, every day too. Yeah. You know, so from what they're eating. So, uh, or and in case if there's no algae, they end up actually eating their own tissue. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what you know animals do. And so they, you know, eat our own tissue to survive and releasing the excess nitrogen and phosphorus into the water. So mm. we don't want to have uh, that going on. You know, I mentioned something that, like, you uh, know, an established tank maybe, or so if I have a tank that's full of uh, little, has little frag plugs and my little frags that maybe not be glued down completely. Uh, I'm also, you know, rather than putting an urchin or a big Mexican turbo snail or something to that effect in a tank that already has all my coral and stuff in there, and then they can knock it off or the urchin can carry it around, uh, this is a time where I can probably look at some big heavy-duty cleanup crew mm-hmm. type like, like that and uh, and then take them out when they're when I'm ready to start putting corals in. But yeah, Everybody's got their favorite cleanup crew. That's I hate urchins, man. <laughs> they're really, really good. Like they, nothing mows down the rock better uh-huh. than that. Uh-huh. But they tend to like grab onto everything, everything. or bulldoze it and push it all yeah. over the place. Uh, like I had them in some of the ULM tanks. I had to get rid of them. Like uh, 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 Chad here had bred a bunch of them, and they so he got his little baby guys, and then they grew into big ones pretty fast. Yeah, they did. And, but they were just pulling all the corals off of the the zoanthid frags and stuff off mm-hmm. of the rock and pulling them all over the place, and so I just got tired of it. Took yeah. Them yeah, uh, but luckily they're actually really easy to uh, find and take out, so it's not a big problem. But in a tank like this, where I, I don't have any corals or anything yet, man, throw some urchins in there again. They're pretty cheap, yeah. Especially if Chad breeds them for you, uh, and then just give them away to somebody else. Yeah, you know, I think I dropped them in your tank actually. <laughs> a lot of them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, another thing was we were talking about beforehand is like, hey, maybe uh, if you're your first time in reefing and you're kind of following this process. Uh, you've never had a fowler tank before. You never had, you know, um, you're looking at getting into corals down the road. But right now, this is a fowler tank. And it is. for like four months or five months until I put my tester corals in, I get a feel like what it's like to have just fish only and some rock. It's true, yeah. man. And it's true. not something I'd personally do, but uh, there's some cool looking fish in there. Something to look at. Yeah, you know, I've always actually, I mean, people are going to chastise me for this, but, like, mm. I've always wanted a fish-only tank. Like, I wanted a tank where you get big, beautiful fish. Yeah. Like, I really like eels, man. Okay. Like, so, I, I've had a uh, more uh, golden dwarf moray eel, which mm. uh, was mostly reef-safe. Yeah. Uh, and mm. uh, didn't, like, just his mouth is too small to really eat, uh, you know, many fish or anything big pain in the butt to, to feed and whatnot but it was super cool man i just oh, like yeah. i just like eels i can't help it <laughs> uh you know and that guy man it was the craziest thing dude you he was so hard to feed and it was so hard to get him to understand like what food looks like oh, and yeah. you know like when it is and then one day man i dropped in a pair of like flame rasses which are like 200 bucks plus a piece you know, <laughs> oh, even at no. wholesale right he knew and what that was and the thing shot out uh, <laughs> of the rock where grabbed onto it and coiled it around and i shot my hand there and like you know freaked him out to get him to let go of it yeah. and the fish is already dead oh wow uh, I mean, <laughs> that was 13 seconds you know i couldn't believe it you know and uh, uh yeah. 
I mean, for a fish that like seems like can't see anything, man, it yeah. could it sense the stressed fish in, in there immediately. And went right <laughs> after it. Yeah, so that was pretty. Crazy. Oh, my fish only. My fish only with the dream tank. It's one. Uh, it's got to be a giant. So like, I need 200, 300 plus gallons. I like. I'm look. I like the look downs. These big dinner plate silver fish, you know, mm-hmm. that's swimming around oh, in yeah, schools, mm-hmm. and uh, and big giant tanks. That's it. Uh, that's all I want. My I don't think I'll ever do it. But no, I was no, kind of no, no. wanting. Like I, I don't know. If, I don't think I could. I don't think I could like restrain myself and only do that. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Maybe. 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 Mm. Uh, so let me see here. So we got a four month cycle here. Mm. Uh, you know, we slowly ramped. Up. We didn't slowly ramp up the lights. Josh told us to turn the damn thing on as fast <laughs> as possible. Uh, we talked about the chems already a little bit. Like, hey, if you run into some problems, man, treat it here. Like, yeah. This is no problem now. Yeah. Like, this is the time. You know, so whatever. Uh, Sometimes things you could use. I would, right now, if we thought it was algae was an issue, we could definitely use GFO and make sure that, like, the... Uh, 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 phosphate right. is so low that it prevents algae growth, and it's not going to affect anything else in the tank. Then you know, pull like, it off later on as we like need to. Corals and stuff aren't in here, man. So, yeah. like, uh, you know, there's some thoughts on like what super low phosphate may uh, you know cause other issues, but like in my experience, uh, and you know, this kind of goes against some people saying, but my experience, GFO works so well that mm. it gives you a really false presence of like uh, how well your tank's doing. Like, oh yeah. Yeah, it, like. It, it's really good at pulling out phosphates. Yeah, and so because of that, there's no algae or anything in the tank, right? And mm. like algae is non-existent, and you just feel like a, like a really pristine looking tank. Meanwhile, like nitrates are going through the roof. Oh yeah. Right? And one day it catches up, man. Like one day the GFO, uh, you know, gets exhausted, or there's some new source of phosphate. Boom, algae, man. Oh you yeah. Know? So it gives you a little bit of a false sense. There's some people out there that think there's a relationship between, you know, phosphate and nitrate, and one of them is super low that you might like, you know, boom, uh, some, some kind of bacterial issue, uh-huh, uh-huh. like a cyano maybe, or you know, or dinoflagellates. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, good theory. I'd love to explore that more, and I I won't say right or wrong. Uh, like I don't I don't know enough. I haven't seen anything convincing enough to say that one of those two in an aquarium environment is really in going some to side, achieve some, that. Some type of unequilibrium yeah. in the tank. The, the problem is, is it's really anecdotal. So like uh, I have uh, cyano, and we're all we've been all been trying to figure out cyano or dinos or whatnot forever, right? right? Mm-hmm. And so we're like, well, you know, hey man, what if we had what if low P, uh, phosphate was the issue? Well, okay, then like raise your hand right now if low you have low phosphate and uh, have dinos, like. Well, if I looked at a room of a thousand people, I'd probably see fifty raise their hand and say, "Well, what about those other nine hundred and fifty? Yeah, they've got like on a forum, like, "Oh man, there's fifty. You know, like, "Oh, it must be this. You know, for sure, right? And it may be, it may be, man. In a room, if I had the same thing, nine hundred and fifty raise their hand, like, I know for sure, yeah, for sure, yeah, yeah. But like in in a in a less or more or anecdotal area, it's really hard to definitively say that. Yeah. Uh, so I think we, I mean, we're probably like a few weeks away, man, maybe two weeks away from putting some test corals test coral? in here. So yeah. I'm thinking I might scrape off some, some more coralline algae and dump it in there somewhere from some tank and, you know, maybe even take a piece of rock that has some coralline algae and put it, put it somewhere in, in there. there. Somewhere? 
Uh, and uh, I think we're probably a couple weeks though from putting a test coral in here and just making sure that it's uh, being maintained. Uh, yeah. The corals are happy. And then I'm gonna schedule like uh, those guys to fly in from worldwide, and we're gonna you know pimp this tank. You know? <laughs> uh, That's what we'll call the episode too. Uh, yeah. Is that what we're gonna yeah, call yeah, it? Pimp this tank. All right, sweet. Uh, <laughs> and <laughs> and uh, yeah, man, we'll get it excited, uh, get it going, man. So uh, one of the things, man, we want to talk about, like almost every series that we do, and I look back at the end of it, and I'm like, you know what? There's some things that I would have done different. You know, okay, right, and you know the ULMs is a good example of that one. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I don't know. I don't like know, the one sixty. You know, there were some lighting changes. We made a bunch of changes along the way. Since kind yeah. of explained them. Yeah, you yeah. Know, like we changed different, you know, chemicals, and we changed the lighting a few times. We yeah. a year and a half after the series ended, there's been a half a dozen dozen changes to yeah, any gym yeah. lights change and stuff like that. So yeah, like a look back. So we're only a few months into this one, you know, mm-hmm. and, you know, I looked at it and I asked uh, Randy today, man, like, what would you do different? And so, like, maybe through this discussion we'll come up with some things, but super happy with the lighting solution, you know, uh, the diffused XR15s, you know. It's blended. Yeah, like. I mean, there's 10 of them, so it might seem like a lot, but it would just be five XR30s. Just They're just split up and they get better coverage. Mm-hmm. And for some people, maybe it'd be nicer just to go ahead and, you know, use five XR30s instead, you know, yeah. it'd be a little, a few chords, but I really like the coverage. This was able, we went down with the par meter to like, you know, try just to. Even. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it was so flat in there, mm-hmm. I couldn't believe it. More flat even than some of the T5 implementations we've done. Okay. Yeah. So it was so easy to like, you know, we're looking for that, uh, you know, like 250 range you know one way or another 100 mm-hmm, points mm-hmm. and it was like oh man turn everywhere to 70 dude and we're done. <laughs> so yeah it's it's what we're running is the uh we're modified eb plus program yeah from from wwc it's the exact same program that they use on their tanks just a little less intensity for well, us we turned it to 70 percent and it was just so easy to set up i couldn't believe it like yeah. with the par meter like oh man that's what it is uh, everywhere in here because we distributed the light so mm-hmm. well there's no little pinpoints of light it's just a blanket of light in the top so i don't think we're gonna have any problems with shadowing or anything i mean there's uh, a big mass of cords uh but coming out the back but it's not, it's uh, not obtrusive really uh, you know i don't you know it doesn't i don't hate cords man that one doesn't really bother me that much yeah uh, another thing I'm super happy with was the flow solution. You know, you could use the Vortex or, or not. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. I like them because the cords aren't in the tank and I hate cords. But, like, the uh, having two opposing pumps on each side. The big like 60s, this yeah. yeah. Having two points on each side and then having one on the bottom and then one on the top and the back has really kept everything, you know, suspended it's the true, whole yeah, time. That's true. There's... I was just telling them before we before we started how we were talking about the flow and stuff in here, and I can't find like one point where there's a pilot really a pilot detritus. No, uh, between the flow pattern that we have on here, it gets kicked up and put out down yep. the overflow. I can't find one either. I bet you there's somewhere somewhere there's a spot the where there's somewhere. well there's a spot where there's collecting like large pieces of rock, but as far as light lightweight detritus, there's mm-hmm. just no no pileups. Visually, I can't. I can't see anywhere yeah. that is collecting anything, you know. So, you know, super awesome, man. It, the flow solution is working really well. The uh, uh, roller mat thing that we put on, uh, modified the, the sump for yeah. here, was working super well. We changed it once now in the last... The roll, uh, yeah. Yep. Yeah, it's gone on quite a while. And now that we've had fish, it's, go- it's rolling a little faster, but it's still holding up. I just mm-hmm. looked at it yesterday. 
Yeah, so we only changed it once since we set up the tank, and that was just the other day. Uh, the Brightwell bricks, the export bricks, have fit in that area super well, uh, and uh, they're working out really easy. I was able to cut them down a little bit. Mm -hmm. They're definitely a lot harder than what I was using before, so yeah. holds up a little better. And uh, what else? Calcium man? reactor. We've got the Camor pump hooked up there. We're running the calcium reactor. Like I just mm -hmm. finished up our first round of like testing pH and calcium reactors and effluents and stuff like that. So we found uh, a set point for this one. Like we're gonna set it at like 7.2 and run the 20 mils a minute. Right and now, it's, yeah. and it's not, there's no hardly any, if any, demand in here. Mm -hmm. But at, that's, you know, we found out that that's pretty good for keeping up what we need to. It holds it at like 8 dKH, so. Yeah, and so uh, also I'll just say when we spent a lot of this morning uh, talking about calcium reactors, and mm -hmm. in this one we put the Super Reef Octopus has a DC pump in it, yeah. and then we use the Vertex one in uh, the 160, yeah. and some of the tests that he's doing, and you know what I found so far is you know I wasn't really sure what like how valuable the little degassing chamber was on the side <laughs> of the Vertex one, yeah. like you know. Is it really important that it creates that surface area for the air-water interface to mm -hmm. work? And I, don't, I still don't know about that, like if it, that's super critical. But we did find is that little chamber with the little red tubies in it is yeah. where all the air collects, right? All, all that extra air, whether yeah. it's CO2 because you purged out all the air or build up CO2 down the road or just air that mm -hmm. is just built in there. It's not in the top of the lid. It's not getting sucked through your pump and making all this noise. It's just stuck right in there. Yeah, because it's a small pipe that expands to a big pipe, mm -hmm. it allows an area for the uh, air to separate. And so it's water on the bottom of that thing for the most part. Yeah. And air uh, on the top, which means all that air isn't getting sucked into the pump over and over again. Which, which is where the noise comes from, right? Yep. For the most part. Makes it quiet. Yeah. Uh, with the Super Reef Octopus one, I mean, I wouldn't call it, like, loud, but to make it more noise because it's sucking the air off the top, you know, like it should, and it's going into a pipe that's mm. going into the DC pump below, and there's no real place for that air to yeah, separate, yeah. and so it just kind of, like, surges, and we're going to try to, like, bleed every last bit of air out of it, and mm -hmm. we'll share the results of, of, of that. But I have a feeling it's just going to build up over time again, you know, because mm -hmm. there is air inside the CO2 container and other gases and whatnot. I think it's just going to build up again. But we'll, we'll find out. We're going to get all the air out as much as we can yeah. and see. But, you know, I actually had the opposite expectations I had because it has a super quiet DC pump on it. I thought maybe this one was actually going to be quieter than the Vertex. Turns out the Vertex with the AC pump is actually <laughs> significantly quiet. quieter, yeah. right? Yeah. And that, that little gas chamber on the side, uh, uh, degassing chamber, works really well. Yeah. So uh, maybe for its purpose, but also it, at small pipe to big pipe allows an area for it to separate out. You know, and uh, when I was doing some of those earlier videos on the Vertex reactor and the Camor and pulling or pushing and all those types of videos, uh, I did get a lot, of, a lot of comments coming in like, oh, well, you know, how long does it take or how do you get all the excess air out of the vertex reactor and mm -hmm. you know how long does it take and after after running this one you know it definitely was like 24 48 hours later to where i came back and there just wasn't air circulating through that uh, mm -hmm. there's air in that chamber but when i can you come back like 48 hours later there's quiet there's like none of that but for i don't know this one's been running for how long now like a month or so uh mm -hmm. a month or two or so i forget but uh, it still has that, that air suction. So it still makes some noise. So uh, we learned that from this one. So I don't know. I'm not going to say I would use a different one uh, on it yet. 
But I really do like the way the, the Vertex one is, is panning out, both in our tests and as well uh, as, you know, on the 160. So, hmm. like, uh, I think that that's going to work out really well for us. So, uh, the other thing that I thought, you know, like, I don't think I'd do it for this series, but one thing I would do different, like, if this was my tank at home, oh, yeah. right, is I'd buy all of the rock the moment I decided to do this tank. Because from the moment I decided to do the tank to the time that it actually goes up, is you know often a pretty long period of time oh yeah right a couple I mean, months more 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 yeah this ain't your first tank you know so your first tank uh it's actually even then man it might be months before you actually set the tank up from the day that you decide you want one could right? yeah uh from from for me it was uh i want a tank and i want it like tomorrow and oh. so overnight until two o'clock three o'clock in the morning i'm setting up a tank until yeah, it's done I, I can see that for sure with you. <laughs> uh and you know me even but like now you're gonna set up a tank right you're gonna set up and you're like you gotta you, you know, buy a new house or something like yeah, that yeah, yeah. and like you're gonna go set this thing up it's planning going anyway it ain't gonna be like a little no. you know 60 gallon cube somewhere it's gonna be probably pretty big yeah. and cool you know and you're gonna put a lot of thought into it buy the rock day one Put it into some kind of container, throw some uh, shrimp in there. Heat it, circulate it. Heat it, circulate it, and get it cycled as much as possible so that mm -hmm. you can avoid some of the, you know, speed up the ugly phase. I can tell you right now in the E170, we don't have any of that because that rock actually came out of the old ULM uh, oh, yeah. SBS tank. True. And we, so that tank's, that, that rock's like was, a year old. Yeah. Even though no light's been on it for, you know, you know, ages, you know, there's a few different fish that have been swimming around mm -hmm. in the water there. And we just turned the, lights, the lights on, on and like what, maybe a month ago. Yeah. And it's not this. No, man. No. Like, no, I mean, no algae, no cyano, like, no any of that stuff because there's a good biofilm, you know, that has grown on the surface of rock that prevents that. So, mm -hmm. if I could do, I wouldn't say I'd do it over because I actually want to see the ugly stage, man. Let everybody here know that, like, hey, this is like normal okay. part, man. Like, maybe you're super lucky you got uh, it didn't it didn't happen to you or you did some things intentionally to make sure it didn't mm -hmm. happen to you. Mm -hmm. Well, great, man, awesome. But for the other people. And don't be deterred, man. It's just like part of a lot. I think a lot, a lot, a lot of people go through. Yeah. Uh, we even planned for it. You know, Josh is like amp it up even <laughs> and make it happen as fast as possible. And let the whole biological process play its thing out. Uh, and I, I'll openly say, man, like if you use live rock, you know, out of the ocean, you know, which is pretty scarce and hard to come by these days. Right. Uh, you won't run into the same kind of issues all the time, man. It might come with all kinds of other pests. Like, you know, you won't be dealing with that yeah. now, but like later down a year from now, I'm fighting algaes and, you know, parasites and it's stuff. Weird stuff that I don't know how it got there. Yeah. yeah just gamble. You know, well, maybe it happens, maybe it doesn't. Yeah. You know, but like, uh, I think. You know, there's always a balance between all of it. Yeah. That'd be the one thing, though. If it was my own tank, I would have bought the rock a eon ago uh, and uh, let it just sit in some bins while I was yeah. deciding what to do. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, really, we decided to do this project six months before we ever touched it. That's know? true. So maybe, maybe <laughs> even more. Um... Uh, I don't know, man. What else? I don't. I don't think really there's a whole lot else. I don't think I'd do anything different, which I is really know. nice to refreshing, man. You can look at your project almost when it's near completion and say, "Yeah, that's hmm. worked out just the way I wanted it to." Yeah, man. Like I wouldn't redo <laughs> any any of it. So like I'm pretty excited that that's actually the way it's going. Well, the, when I stand when I set up that uh, sixty gallon cube that I stole from your office, I'm hmm. following this same thing. Uh, yep. I don't think I'd change anything myself either. Yeah, yeah cool, man. Everything's set right up. On. 
Uh, so let's answer some questions here. Yeah, for sure. Uh, all right. So how many XR15s are over that? It's a total of 10. There's 10 with yep. diffusers on each one. Yeah, yep. so the diffusers definitely pull out some light, but we're not seeing all of that uh, disco ball effect all over it. Yep. We're seeing a much more uh, cohesive blended spectrum, mm -hmm. which is good for the animals that live in there. And to me, man, like I wouldn't use, I wouldn't run without it. Yep. So like, uh, you know, if you can only only reason that I would run without it, I guess, is if I couldn't, you know, it was just a budget thing, man, because I, I, I they, they pull out, you know, 25% of the light or something, and I just can't do that, yeah. you know, so I don't want to buy more, then I guess maybe I'd run without them, but, like, it's not just about horsepower, it's about handling and stuff, too, right, yeah. you know, and so, like, they add performance increases, both uh, visually, aesthetically, and probably performance in uh, metabolic health for the animals that rely on the light. Yeah, and if you guys are looking for the schedule, like, you can either go to the end of the beginning of the, the BRSWWC series, where we did the interviews with the 900, the 500, and the, two, and the 293, and at the end, we talk about, you can just take a screenshot of the sliders, and you can follow along, and we think we'll break, break that down pretty good, and I, in one of those videos, or, or maybe all of them in the description we created a link with a downloadable file for the the schedule for the ecotech marine lights uh from the wwc slightly different than the ab plus but uh it's available out there if you're interested in so when we have one of those lights uh, or check out the 300 or the 500 900 or 293 yeah and uh, there'll be a link in there just so you want to download the exact thing mm -hmm. uh, keep in mind though like it it isn't the intensity needs to be changed for your right tank, right yeah. So uh, hopefully we have par meters for for rent at this I think point. That I think we're ramping up on some. I yeah, don't know, man. Sure. I've been bashing heads around here, but uh, making sure that we have those <laughs> available. But uh, you know, it's fifty bucks. And you can send it to the actual par yeah. range that you want. Uh, but yeah, go find the 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 uh, like schedule there. So all cool. right, what else we got? Oh, uh, let's uh, see. Where Ryan? When do you think you will be seeing a new house tank? No way. From Tristan. Where is that? The third from the top on Facebook. He wants to know when you're building your house tank. I mean, how would you know, man? <laughs> so the opposite of what we were going to do today, the other option was to go to Ryan's new house and do a live stream from there and talk about... I mean, I want to know how, like. how Tristan knew that this was There's coming. a bug in your office. He's listening. You think that's it? <laughs> like, okay, so for those who don't know, uh, I just bought a new house. I got, um, like, a new family and, uh, like... Did you get a new family? Well, yeah, new, brand new family, yeah. <laughs> I just swapped them out. You know, for the first time, I had to, like, pick a house based on, like, a school system. Oh, yeah. You know, like, there you, go. Well, you know, like, I never even, like, had to ever think about where I was going to live based on, like, <laughs> a school system. Mm. So, anyway, so we moved, uh, and we bought a new house, and we haven't moved yet. Actually, we're going to move on the 8th or whatever. Yeah. And I think on Monday, man, we're going to show you where maybe some tanks are going to go. I don't know. Live stream. Yeah, so uh, we'll, you know, bring you in, and... You know, there's a really couple of cool spots for one. Hopefully, there's a fish room. I, I already like, you know, got a little bit going yeah. on. And it's a, uh, it's a BRS community brainstorm. Yeah, Monday. Yeah, this one's gonna be different too, man. Yeah. Like, no more just sitting around like uh, in front of the tank, you know, throwing stuff at you. I think we're going to, you know, really talk about it a little bit more differently maybe we'll do it live sometimes maybe we'll yeah, do yeah. it like live-ish you mean you know? you'll actually see one of us or you plumbing and putting pvc glue and stuff on and primer and putting I mean, stuff together 
you. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> uh, yeah, we might be, you know, like, let's do it. That'd be yeah, cool. Let's talk about it, not in, like, a real vague terms of what it's like to plumb a tank. Right, right, right. I'm going to plumb this one. You're going to see you know, it. Like, yeah. All right, so we found a place for it. Like, uh, are we going to leave the carpet there, or are we going to pull up the tile, man, right? Uh, and if we pull up the tile, like, maybe we'll just, like, actually tile it ourselves. I don't know. I don't know if my wife will let me do that. But, like, uh, you know, I don't know, man. Let's, like, let's, like tackled the whole project from beginning to end that's cool you know in the room the the fish room like uh hey man let's figure out how to use the cold air returns or whatnot to get the humidity out of there a tackle like real issues that we all address in a little mm -hmm. bit more real time and you know hopefully just real frank man this is how we're going to do it here I, I, don't, I don't care how anybody else wants to do it anywhere <laughs> else like this is how we're going to do it here i was hoping maybe even to like bring some celebrities or something oh, in. Yeah. like the celebrities you know you know fish nerd celebrities like, like dana riddle will come talk to you about lighting when you're i mean i don't know i you know i haven't like uh, asked him anything like that but like that'd be super awesome that would be cool. i'm pretty certain like terrence would come in and tell us why the apex is great or what <laughs> uh you know but like yeah bringing in some people that are you know experts in their fields if we're going to put an apex in man, why not bring terrence in he'll show us how to do it you know how he would do it how he'd approach features, it yeah, in this specific instance with these uh you know environments Maybe he'll bring one of his, uh, like, uh, you know, uh, coders or whatnot from the from his staff. Oh, yeah, yeah. Know, like, we'll have the whole thing going Program on. Program, just you know? like that. Boom. Uh, but, yeah, I don't know, man. I think it'll be super fun. So, Tristan, I don't know if you're, like, uh, following, like, my life somehow. Maybe I did something in, in Instagram. <laughs> <or> something. <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't know. I mean, well, you did post that eventually this is where a tank could go, but that was before you even knew you were going to buy the house. I know. My wife just said she hated the house. And then later on, she Turned said around. she loved it again. Good. So, like, I don't know. Good for everybody because I want to watch that. Yeah. All right. Awesome. Well, cool. Uh, cool. What's the next one? Uh, David Bailey down here is asking, are the Vortex running on a single mode or does it get switched up throughout the day? Uh, I got to tell you. It's the... No, have you changed it? I did change oh, that. Oh, okay. Uh, so you actually, that's an interesting one. So we set that up using the uh, Ecotech uh, like smart thing through the yeah Eco Smart modes, yeah. which was title uh, title swell or nutrient export. As a whole bunch of them, uh -huh. man. Like, so here's the problem: is uh, we're in an environment here where that just stuff just doesn't work that well. So like uh, here we have. 8 million like uh, pieces oh, of Wi-Fi yeah, equipment, true. you know, so inside the walls here, first off, we probably have a hundred Vortex running on all these tanks, all trying to talk to each other. Well, not just Vortex, pumps, Radios, lights, and you know, like vectras. vector return pumps yeah. and stuff. There's a bunch so of They're them. all over the place. Plus, there's like 40 people in the back running around with lasers on their arms yeah. that are all uh, Wi-Fi. There's so much interference here that the RF chips, man, just really don't like talking to each other <laughs> in this environment. It's not it's like true. your home environment where you got one router and a TV pulling off yeah. or whatever. Yeah. So I actually just changed it up and turned them on to, uh, uh, I think a couple of them are on refresh and I yes. think a couple of them are on uh, maybe the title swell mode and I okay. just turned them up to where they look good and they're just changing. Yeah. I think they actually all are on Reefcrest. I like Reefcrest. I think I mean, uh, I could open the door, but <laughs> yeah, you know, you're a big Reefcrest fan for that reason because it works really good yeah. and you can just turn it on. Yeah. So they're actually not linked up at the moment. Uh, I wasn't able to really use that function. It just got too wonky and irritating. But still creating those currents that vary in intersection yep. points and everything. Well, they're not connected, so they're running. They're not. There's no nothing pooling up in any one area where there's a dead spot. It's working. So there's no <laughs> dead spots in the tank, and everything is is going super well. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. That is a, a change I forgot about. So awesome. There That's you go. a good question. Cool. 
Are you guys pushing or plowing fluid through the calcium reactor? Eric wants to know. Uh, we're actually pulling through the reactor. So it's like we have a straw, and on one end of the straw is the sump, and on the other end of the straw is the camor, and in between is the calcium reactor. So, uh, it's so there's different reasons. You did a video on it. Yeah, and I mean, the biggest reason that we talked about uh, was a couple things. One was rather, so if my feed, if I'm pushing water into the reactor and say the reactor springs a leak somewhere, uh, I'm just continually pushing water at it. And that means rather than just my reactor, amount of water that's in the reactor spilling on the floor, I'm just pumping my sump until it runs dry. So for that reason, uh, you know, it's for a leak safety protection or precaution that's one reason another reason like if the effluent or something gets clogged and i'm pushing into the reactor that starts to build pressure inside the reactor which could then lead to a leak or a busted seal or even breaking my pump or something like that so it's two main reasons mm -hmm. uh, i think that was pretty much it other than uh you know what I would might be a little bit longer for uh, to take place is to like purge the system with water because when you push in when you're pushing into it you're forcing the air out the end other end when you're pulling through it it kind of there's this you're place creating a vacuum yeah exactly and then trying to pull the air out so I don't know I think you could really debate the merits of both methods and, and it might even depend a little bit on the actual reactor itself yeah. but yeah. I'm with him in the essence that these things aren't necessarily you know like leak proof right maybe yeah. i bound up the you know uh uh o-ring or whatnot on the yeah. top and i wouldn't know or whatnot so uh, i think it's nice that if you are sucking through the top and there's a leak you're just going to end up sucking air right yeah at one point it's just going to drain yeah. until it's air it's air mm -hmm. i'm not pulling water if it if i pump into it I am going to create a leak somewhere and just keep feeding it's it just forever. Constantly, right? yeah. Mm -hmm. Hopefully, you would notice the salt creep and whatnot. Uh, but that's what we're doing right now. And if that changes at some point, we're like, ah, oh, you know what? Uh, aha just moment. Push it. And, you know, like we'll change it to the other one. We'll tell you exactly why. Yeah, cool. All right, but right now we are pulling. Uh, Beerus, have you noticed diatoms with using the calcium reactor media? Uh, no. no. You know, no. I don't. I would be really shocked if that was a cause of them and again i think or like related earlier in the mm -hmm. video like if i got a thousand people in the room that had diet times and you know like if i said do you have a calcium reactor and yeah. 10 15 people yeah. raise their yeah. hand like no well, that's not the reason yeah uh but if i did it on a forum 10 people are like yeah me too like it seems definitely like that was a cause but mm -hmm. there's too many people out there running really awesome reef tanks with no diatom issues, man. With a variety of medias, too. And there's only like, really two medias that people are using. Yeah, there's know? the carob sea or the arm, uh, and then there's the stuff that we use, the reborn. From the reborn from, from and when I say fishes. only two, uh, there's more out there, but like... If you 80 20 this, uh, <laughs> like, you know, I'd probably 90 10 it. Probably. You know, yeah. like 90% uh, of the people out there are using either that, like, extra coarse arm or the two little fishes. Yeah. You know, so the two little fishes looking a little bit more like Acropora skeleton and the arm probably being a little cheaper, I think. You know, yeah. so, you know, either way. Cool. Uh, but, yeah. All right, man. So I have not noticed don't that, know. and I would not expect it. And if I did notice it, I don't think I'd correlate those things together. I would probably guess something that I'm putting in the tank uh, in some other way, either through my, like, water, water changes with the whatever's coming from my source water or maybe something in my food or additives or something. Yeah, I, I, I don't think I've heard 
you know, there, there's some definitive things that do work on uh, sometimes, man. But like, I've, you really gotta like find out the species or whatnot of it. Like, mm-hmm. get on a microscope and make sure we, which are like diet times are often like misdiagnosed something else all the time. Oh, you know, okay, like yeah. The difference between dinos diatoms and cyano, like people say the wrong one all the time. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> and, and so uh, I, I'm not really sure. Uh, uh, David, uh, in those comments you're scrolling, yeah, he just wants to know, what's the plan for the defunct, now defunct, ULM SPS tank? Um, maybe a medium-high maintenance SPS tank. Mm. I posted that to my Instagram last night, just a picture of it, and asking for what you guys would do to it. And I'm a stickhead, so I'll probably stick with sticks. So yeah. uh, maybe down the road. You know, uh, one of the things, man, I'll just throw it out here, but see, maybe you guys think this is interesting or not. Okay. But one of the things we were toying around with is setting up, like, uh, uh, not just lower maintenance, but, like, a little more budgeted option. Okay. Right? And we were thinking about a series called $50 Reefer. Yeah. You know, like. $25, $50. Yeah, $25 Reefer, $50 Reefer. But more or less, man, like, uh, hey, we're going to maintain a tank on 100 bucks or 50, 50 bucks a week or 25 bucks a week, you know. Yeah. And, you know, everybody's version of budget is, is different, you know, but, like. Let's give you a real-world idea of, like, what 25 bucks looks like in, in a tank. Yeah, yeah, like, hey, we spend 25 bucks a week on this tank, man. This is what it looks like, yeah. you know. And, uh, I, I, you know, it doesn't have to be super expensive, but, like, it should still be done well. Like, we shouldn't put garbage uh, equipment on it or make it silly. Like, it, it should still be what a, an ex- a well-designed tank should look like, right? Mm-hmm. And so hopefully it would be super fun to, to create that. I don't know. We haven't really prioritized it yet. But that was, like, uh, that was like pressuring, like, whether or not we're going to do that, <laughs> that, that SPS tank in there or if we're going to do this. But uh, I think it would be kind of fun to follow along, like, what you can do. You know, 50 bucks a week might sound like a lot, but, you know, like, mm. anybody's own a dog, man. Uh, the dog can cost just as much in the end of the year. Yeah, you true. You know, like, uh, if not just in, like, the amount of food that you're feeding it, that but the damage it does to your house. <laughs> <laughs> He's uh, not anti-dog. No, no, man, I love my dogs, man, but, like, uh, or the dogs I've had in the past. Yeah. I, mean, I don't have one currently, but, like... Uh, but, yeah, they do. They did damage to my house, man. <laughs> like, it's, like... You know, clawing up the floors, you know, barfing on the couch, man, yeah. you know, whatever. So, like, uh, all kinds of different things. So, Hey, uh, co- post comments, uh, let us know. I don't know if you want to drive oh. that one on. Hey, man, yeah, give us a big thumbs up. If you want to see $25 reefer or $50 reefer like go on, man, uh, hit it up, man, and uh, maybe we'll get it prioritized. Cool. Uh, what else do we here have Let's here, man? Let's see. Uh, would you would adding more snails at this point be appropriate to manage the algae? Uh, are the algae issues or issues with that? That's okay. Um, I th- we're going to add. We're going to. Add, I'm a big. I'm a big believer, firm believer in cleanup crew. Mouse. And like I, I want lots of them. And then mouths that eat it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, we actually have. Uh, I talked to Sean over at Algae Barn, and he's going to send us, you know, fifty troca snails, and he's going to send us some seraths and stuff to throw in here and so you know start making the rock less brown i like the guys at algae bar man so yeah it's coming through so yeah so he's just just like yeah don't worry about it i'll just send you some we send them on monday we bought some from a wholesaler last week and they all died like they came in muddy brown water and it was clear that they were dead you couldn't even put them in the tank they just smelled Uh, like death yeah opening it up like yeah these aren't gonna go dude 
Uh, it's terrible, but uh, we're going to uh, try it with uh, from Algae Barn. Hopefully it works out good. Yeah, yeah, cool. I have high expectation, actually. So. <laughs> I think it will. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so, uh, yeah, more miles, more better for the most part. Yeah. But once the algae's gone, man, take the take the miles out. Yeah. Because they're just going to starve to death and die and then cause a new problem for you. So, like, yeah, the, you can absolutely have miles in there right now. The fish has miles, the snail's miles, crab's miles, whatever. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh well, there was a good one in there. Uh, hmm. I missed it. Uh, uh, Casey Stump wants to know, are, are you uh, using a big filter sock like WWC? Uh, if so, what micron? We're actually using in lieu of uh, a filter sock that we had to change or, or padding that we would have to change like every three days. We went with a roller mat. And that was in the fil- one of the filtration episodes. I think mm-hmm. you talked about it. But so roller mat just is like a filter sock, but just automatically rolls itself. it up for you yeah. as it gets dirty. Uh, water level tells you it's clogged, and it rolls some out and exposes new paper. Yeah. Uh, and in all the months that we've been doing this, uh, we had to change it first time the other day. So That's true, uh, yeah. Like... I'm not changing it every three days. Yeah. So, you know, that's up to you. Uh, you want to change it's it still out. Still serving so the same purpose, though. Yeah, it does the same thing. Filtration. It's, I don't, I'm going to say it's, it's no better. It's not going to perform better than what they're doing at, at WWC with the filter pad or the socks. But your time uh, is more valuable. Yeah. It, you know, like they got people to do it all day. That's true. You know, so, you know, but like, it, so if you got filter socks right now, it will not improve the quality of your water if you change it out to a uh, roller mat. It may just improve the quality of your life. You know, instead, I don't have to change out socks and stuff. I don't have to put the bri- bristle winter worms into my wash yeah, machine. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, like, yeah. I mean, even just saying that. You know, <laughs> uh, uh, all right. So what else? Hey, guys, I found a single Aptasia. What's the best way to rid myself of this? I know uh, what you're going to say. Well, the first thing is take that rock and throw it in the trash. You know, like uh, hope for it, it's, if that was the only one. Uh but if it isn't uh, too bad, they're in there for good, you know, almost. Yeah. Right? Like, I mean, you can keep them at bay now, but the chances are that they'll probably ebb and flow at different points in the stage, stages of the tank. They're probably in there. But if you can't take that rock out, get a bunch of uh, epoxy or super glue or something and plug the hole. Mm-hmm. Do not, do not, not try to use like a Joe's Juice or Aptasia X or whatever on that one. Uh-huh. Right, because it may let out polynia or whatever they, what are they call them. Uh, well, I don't know. Ba- basically, basically it, baby more. Little baby uh, <laughs> Aptasia. Just spread them. Yeah. Uh, and uh, spread it out in there if it gets, you know, senses a stress point or uh-huh. something. You, you don't want that. Just plug the hole that it's in with some epoxy or some super glue and do it gentle so it just kind of wheezes its way into the back into it wherever it was and plug it. Uh, and then if you see them pop up everywhere else, uh, really, you know. I told, uh, we have some Aptasia actually in the 160. I don't, I don't remember where it came from. It probably came from the Kato. It probably actually. a long time ago. We, yeah, because yeah, we didn't so source the Kato. Clean Kato. Kato uh, is like the number one source of Aptasia. Yeah, probably. the Kato that we got was just from around the office randomly when we first set uh, up the refugium. Yeah. So I think I took it from Nick. It probably. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know where exactly it came from, but that was probably it. So I but told uh, Tex the other yeah. day, like, we're going to get rid of the Aptasia. And he's like, oh, I mean, he's like, because you're going to kill it every day, dude. Yeah. That's why it's not going to be eradicated. It's because you're going to make sure in that every day you constantly. can't see it anymore. Yeah. And by every day, that's too much, man. But, like, if you spend a little bit of effort, uh, you know, just kind of with now it's Aptasia X. Now it's Joe's Juice or whatever. Yeah. And, you know, now you can just go kill it and keep it at bay. If you don't, it'll probably grow and spread and, and whatnot. But, 
Yeah. And lasers, from our experience, my experience, don't work. The lasers were the dumbest and thing. Super <laughs> cool, but like they can bounce work. off the glass and hit your eye, man. And yeah, like, it's you wear special just glasses. Dangerous. It's like, not. And it does not it. work. <laughs> it may look like it works because they're they're pulling in and retracting and back in the rock, and you may hear the sizzle and stuff. Oh, you but you come back the next day and there, you there they are. They right definitely there. wounded, but they're and mad then, now. And now they're mad, yeah. and now they're going to spread more. Yeah, dude, there's some people, man, you just never fight with because all you're going to do is piss them off. <laughs> you know? So like this is that page is one of them. Never fight the guy. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, all right, what else we got uh, okay. here? Hey, down the road, are you guys thinking about adding more flow to the tank, and what would that be? If I added more flow to the tank, it would be absurd. It would uh, be. Yeah, I don't think so, man. Having three of the uh, – an MP60 on each side and then two MP40s, one on the top and one on the bottom of the yeah. back is more than adequate. Uh, I mean, I guess if it was – there was space in it, like – Something on the back wall, maybe? Maybe on the back, man. But if you do it on the back, then the water's going to splash up the front, mm. you know. And if you had uh, uh, sand in there, it just pushes all the sand away from the bottom. Yeah. In this case, we won't deal with that. But, like, I feel like flows You've adequately flow. headed in this tank. Yeah, yeah. So I, I probably won't add any more. Yeah. Uh, uh, when do you plan to add test corals? And what's a good way to make sure they're attached solidly? Well, so w what we do here a lot of times, so we'll probably add the test coils in a couple of weeks. We're just monitoring the tank. It kind of seems like we're hitting the edge of where the, you know, the, the brown. You know, brown stuff is starting to, you know, scale back already. So I think we're not that far away. And to attach it, you know, there's two things, man. Mm -hmm. I always break my my uh, corals off the plugs. I hate seeing those plugs in Round the tank. Round top plug. Yeah. yeah. I hate seeing it visually, the actual plug itself. Well, even when it grows over, you get an encrusting coral, I know it's under and you there. can still see, see the, the plug the shape. round <laughs> shape. I, I hate it, man. And it, if you have, like, some acropores and stuff that some of them just, like, don't, or some some sticks, anyway, just don't build the base out the same way, mm. and especially if they're bigger to begin with and they just never get light down there from the begin with, there'll always be this, uh, like, you know... Tiny spot. Yeah, yeah, I just don't like it. So I always break them off. Second piece of breaking them off is no matter what anybody says that they don't have pests and when they got it to you mm. yeah maybe maybe not I, I don't know but if you dip it and you get all the adults off of it and then you cut the bottom off yeah. and leave a little bit of it on the plug uh, usually all the eggs and stuff are right at the edge on the bottom of the plug right you know not on the actual tissue itself and so wherever the edge of the tissue is is where they lay their eggs usually mm. if you clip it you can probably hit solve 90 percent of all pest issues if you dip and clip so i just made that one dip up. and clip yeah uh, so uh <laughs> dip and clip it so uh in, the, in that environment then what i like to do is take a little bit of uh, epoxy mm -hmm. and a little bit of super glue and you know use the epoxy to fill a hole or something in the in the tank put super glue on the back of it so the super glue holds the epoxy's shape mm -hmm. to the rock and then I put a little bit of super glue on the coral itself and, and smush it into the epoxy. Mm -hmm. And now there's epoxy holds it based on shape. And the super glue holds onto the rock and the coral really well. And you can use just the tiniest amount of both so you can't see it. 
and uh, for me, yeah. that's the best way to do it. Yeah, and even if even because I mean they're test corals, but I mean they're probably test test corals that I'm not gonna I'm not gonna mm. do this with my five hundred dollar you know oh, no piece of acro and uh, as a test coral, even though eventually I want that thing to be in there, and uh, and I'm not gonna you know pick a coral that I just don't want in the tank, but I'm just gonna put it in there to make sure it can handle coral. It's gonna be something that I'm actually gonna keep in the tank. So well, in this case, I'm definitely going to probably leave them on whatever oh, yeah. plug they're on. Because when, I, you're t when they're test when corals? When they're test corals, okay. I'm going to put them in there. Because I don't, I don't like, if it dies, I don't want to have to, like, try to dig that out, you know. So, yeah. like, if it tank isn't ready, so be it. You know, we'll you know, give a little more time, whatever, mm -hmm. solve whatever problem. Uh, but in most cases, a test coral is like a, like, just confidence builder that you're ready. Yeah. You know, like, it's not necessarily, it's probably unlikely that you're going to kill stuff. But, so, like, uh, you know, yeah, I'd probably leave it on there just wedge it in somewhere and make sure that it survives and at that point of month I'll or so make my aqua case scaping you know decisions and as you as you do this longer and longer mm. it you know you see these little corals that are like this big and for a lot of people it's really hard to understand what that thing is going to look like once it's this big right and so it's really important to lay out your aquascape in a way that like okay man that's a bottle brush type coral yeah, you know or yeah. whatever and so like that's a plating coral and then like if i put a plating coral above these other ones they're all going to die underneath it and like so you start spending more and more time and so i wouldn't on the test corals i wouldn't spend any time I wouldn't permanently attach them. You know, uh, and then one of the comments that I'm just reading here while we're talking about this subject is, uh, you know, the the coral choice for your test corals. If you're going to do SPS or mixed reef, then you probably do more more SPS as your test corals. Green star polyps, if it's going to be an SPS tank, nah, I don't need that for a test coral. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I, t I test the things you plan on putting in. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. But it, it, if it's a mixed tank, then grab one of like a few different kinds, yeah. you know, because yeah. uh, different things respond to different environments differently. So, you know, I would, you know, put three different coral types in there and make mm -hmm. sure they all do well. Uh, and you know that's what we've been doing all experiments in the back and stuff now. And you know before we get you know launch the experiment, we put a few Throw corals a in there, make sure they last the month, you know, and look healthy at the end of it. Start well, the this test. tank's ready for the test yep. now. So uh, yeah, absolutely. All right, what else we got here? I mean, there's lots of questions yeah, today. There's a lot of questions. Uh, uh, Dave here, I'm proud of my ugly face. Part of the Good natural job, process in creating a more natural environment. In we hit it for us, so I can see the rest of it. In the uh, tank. In the tank. Oh, right. There you go. I think in the the tank. more people are embracing this ugly, ugly brown. Just, yeah, man. Just embrace it. Like, it's real, dude. Yeah. You know, like... It doesn't uh, mean anything. It doesn't mean you're bad. You know, I went to an e-commerce conference one time, and uh, the first guy I put up uh, is this, uh, like, uh, like photoshopped, terribly... I can't think of the guy, man. Uh, real annoying uh, uh, European comedy. Mr. Bean. Okay. So they had a baby <laughs> that was photoshopped with Mr. Bean's face. Oh, and yeah. And they put up, like, your baby's ugly. Just admit it right now. And, you know, like, how are you this? You know, and, uh, you know, like me and your website. In this case, man, yeah, your brand new one month old tank, your baby's ugly. Oh, it great. is, man, it is. I'm part of the club. <laughs> uh, and, uh, you know, like, so you own it, man, absolutely. And, you know, part of it is, I think the most helpful thing of owning it isn't anything to do with you. It's the new reefers out there that probably think they're screwing it up. What am I doing wrong? Well, because it doesn't blah, go blah. from, like, 
this from yeah. setup to now it's this immaculate thing that I see all over the reef. How come that, like, yeah, how come my tank doesn't look like the picture of the coral on the Brightwell bottle? Yeah, you know, like, <laughs> well, because their labels are awesome. Like, they uh, are. Yeah, those things are the corals uh, on those tanks. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if anybody has a better label than those guys, but like, yeah, no, it doesn't look like that, you know, yet, you know. Yeah. So like, uh, it's a story that's you know needs to be told more. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't think it, like I really just don't think it's a story that anybody wants to tell, you know. Like God, when you're doing your a series tank? or whatever, man, who wants to say that? Out yeah, loud? we should start that thread, or somebody should start that thread on a reef to reef or something. Show off your brown town. Show off your brown tanks. Yeah, brown. Uh, you know, a no, there TV. Show off your brown. Show town. off your brown town. Yeah, Let's yeah. see your brown dirty tanks. Yeah. All right, man. Awesome. Okay. All right, we got about five minutes more. We'll get a few more questions in here. Call it a day. Cool. Uh, do you take turkey base to rocks when you do the water change? So I often do, you know, uh, like we're doing auto water changes here, so no, yeah, right? right. But even here, actually, the cool part about that roller mat is if you turkey base the tanks with a roller mat, all the stuff actually goes down the overflow, gets clogged in the roller mat, and the roller rolls mat just it rolls up. it all out it's of gone. the tank, mm-hmm. right? So you don't even have to do a water change to get all that stuff out of the tank, right. especially when you got this kind of flow going on. Uh, it's going to keep it suspended. Yeah, with yeah. this much flow, it stays suspended. So, yeah, uh, I, I like you know turkey basting all that stuff and getting you don't, it out. You don't even turkey base. You took it a step further with oh, the ULM yeah. tanks. Like, took a, a PMUP from the Neptune and uh, had it plugged into their their accessory port. Right, and then a long, he's got a long uh, long acrylic rod on it. Like you know the kind of acrylic rods that you'd probably use for two part dosing or dosing jugs and stuff. Uh, this guy. Oh, no. Here it is. Big acrylic rod on it, and he just points it in the tank. Okay, so all I do is, uh, can you let me see the screen here? All right, so all I do is, is I just zip-tied a PMUP to the end of this acrylic pole, but it could be really about anything that yeah. was reef safe. And it's got a plug that plugs into my apex, but this could be really anything. I just like this thing because it's uh, so easy. I can just flip it on and on with my phone or whatnot yeah. from uh, when it's time to clean in the apex. And... Now, I don't have to put my hand in the tank anymore. I can just kind of, <laughs> you know, push this thing around and blow off all of the rock. And it's just way, 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 way easier. So, uh, for me, this thing is like, I don't know, is it 30 bucks or something? Yeah, I think so. I don't like know. That. It's pretty cheap. And it doesn't just, take up an outlet. Yeah, no outlets. doesn't take just up. an accessory port, and you can f- toggle it with your phone. This is, I, I would do this on any tank at this point. You know, it's just got that tiny hole in the end. So, like, it's not doing tons of water, but it's doing it at high velocity, which right. does blow it off. Anybody that uses this is like, uh, I need another, I need one of these for my tank because it's super <laughs> awesome. So, uh, I mean, nobody wants to put their hand in the tank uh. and it's not good for the tank and you're just blowing it all off. And really what you're blowing off to is like bristle worm, like uh, dead ones and stuff. And mm. so stuff's getting in the water, it can irritate your skin and whatnot. So, hey, there you go. Uh, It's a little DIY special. A plastic rod with, uh, I mean, it could really be anything. You know, go to Home Depot, get any kind of rod, and just zip tie a pump to it if you have your choice. Uh, It could be a maxi jet or something, too. You know, no big deal. Mm -hmm. Whatever you want to use. Cool. Uh, All right, let's let's answer, like, uh, two more. Two more? more. All right, two more. All right. All right. Speaking of that, can you slowly throw out pestful rocks and replace without throwing... Out uh, of the biological bump. balance. Hmm. I'm not sure what you're getting at here. So exactly. if I had, so if I had uh, an aquascape like this, and I've got Aptasia, just my tanks pouring now. Out of one. Yeah, pouring out of all of them. Oh. But I see one rock that's got more Aptasia than most. 
Can I just pull that rock Absolutely. out and swap it with another a new or, rock? Well, I think what you're saying is just pull it out and like not replace it, actually. Mm. So, yeah, you can absolutely just pull it out and throw it away. Like You're going to lose 10% of your filtration, I guess. But in this case, the bacterial load is so big that it can replace that thing like almost instantly. Mm -hmm. So I, I wouldn't worry about it at all. Yeah, cool. Uh, what else? One more good one. Does running higher mag levels help with uh, green hair algae? You know, one of the things we never really mm. figured out, you know, and like some people got some theories on it, but like people used to use Kent Tech M to kill uh, yeah. Bryopsis. And it right? was the only, it seemed like the only magnesium supplement that you would use. Like if you tried it with R, even R. Sometimes it'd work with R's, yeah. it'd just take way, way, way longer. Yeah. And We're talking uh, like 1,500, 1,600 yeah, parts per you million. Yeah, wrap it way, 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 yeah. way up. So. Uh, the thought process was there was some kind of impurity in the tech M maybe that was uh, doing it. I, I don't know. Huh. Uh, the other thought process is like when you add that much magnesium to the tank, you're actually increasing the salinity way, way, way up. Okay. You know, like if I raise, the, raise my magnesium from 1,300 to 1,800, the salinity of the tank went way up. Using a higher concentration of mag chloride versus sulfate, like ratio? Uh, yeah, it's just adding all this, the chloride the and chloride, sulfate to yeah. along with the magnesium. Mm -hmm. It just takes a lot to raise it up that many points. Yeah. Uh, the other one is you add a lot of sodium uh, or uh, chloride, actually, with yeah. the tech the tech M who's adding a ton of chloride, so maybe it's excess chloride levels, but mm. it's actually ratio, man, would be really small, you yeah. know? So there was a lot of theories out there. But it was, know, it worked, but it was but working on bryopsis, like not necessarily not hair algae. And yeah. then there, there's the fluconazole, the refluxes and stuff like that of the world uh, that... I've seen the, the fluconazole, man, is like a miracle cure for bryopsis, right? Yeah. Like for people who have been, I've seen so many tanks that are overrun with bryopsis, and bryopsis is one of those things where, like, it just doesn't care about uh, nutrients or whatnot. Yeah. It's probably because it's a preferred method of uh, nitrogen source, yeah. probably ammonia. So mm. it's probably sucking up the ammonia before, like, you know, it could ever even show up as nitrate. And fish you know? does don't have seem to have any appetite for it at all. Yeah, no fish don't yeah. seem to like only a handful will ever go after it. Mm. And it just seems like to be one of those things that used to just completely shut down tanks. Uh, like it would overrun it, and you're done. Mm. Like you can't you can't get can't beat it. Uh, scrubbing it off usually didn't really just set it back a little bit. And then people found the magnesium thing, but you know to get your magnesium up with the Kent Tech M was like a lot, a lot of money. Yeah, man. like it was Each a lot. Was was expensive. You were buying mm -hmm. gallons of this stuff. It was super expensive. So uh, now though uh, the the fluconazole thing, you know, uh, I've seen it used many times now. I did see like for whatever reason. I, they uh, tried like it here in a nano tank felt and like gave it a an, double dose. Yeah, it felt like an overdose would actually killed the tank. And yeah. I've seen some comments about the some cautionary tales about using it in their tanks and that get crashed their tank. Mm -hmm. That's why I always default to no matter what medication, I have to start with a quarter dose and quarter then dose. add another quarter dose and then add yeah, another fair. quarter. I don't know. Yeah, well, yeah, why not, man? Like, and there, sometimes you just want to get it in and out as fast as possible, yeah. but like, it kind of depends on the type of tank you're doing. So, like, here, I don't know if I had a big hair algae problem, man. Like, bam, just do it. I don't have any corals in here. I don't worry about it. I can just water change the water out. Try some different. Go to my apex and say, hey, do thirty gallons a day for whatever amount of days. I'm done. It's out. I don't yeah. even have to 
do the water change. Yeah. You know, like I just get it out, and uh, like, and I solve my you know hair algae problem or whatnot. So the fluconazole. I mean, I haven't used the fluconazole for hair algae. Actually, does it work that way? I don't think so. It doesn't work uh, on hair algae. I don't think so. You sure? Uh, yeah, I'm, I think we've had a couple tanks, like Zach's tank. Uh, he used it for bryopsis on his. I, tank I know it works on bryopsis really yeah, well. Yeah, for sure. So I, we, I don't know. I don't we know. haven't had any hair algae problems here to use it on, so I don't know. I don't really answer that question, but we should find out. We should try it out. Uh, uh, Noah's tank's a good candidate. Does Noah have? All right, he, he Noah. Got ceiling oh, water. Yeah. He got ceiling water in oh, his yeah, tank. Oh yeah, there was a drip through the ceiling. <laughs> it I was in his. Yeah. And it grew a bunch of algae. Who knows what's in that ceiling water? Yeah. But okay, so does getting back to the Sam's question, does running higher mag levels help with green hair algae? I don't know. I don't I know it helped with bryopsis. I don't know if it helps with this. And bryopsis it might have been an impurity with a specific brand, Who might have knows? been whatever. Yeah. I don't know. So don't know the answer. Sorry, Sam. Uh, <laughs> but I, I wouldn't think this that it solves that because I haven't heard anybody ever say that You'd before. You'd be screaming it from the mountaintops. Yep. Yeah. Uh, you wanna do one more or are we done? Uh, let's do one There's more. There's probably a good one in let's there. See here, let's look. see one more. Do you Does light intensity interact with algae blooms and the reduction in nutrients in a cycling tank? And then yes. And then following up. All right. So absolutely, the light intensity, uh, like when you turn the lights on, is when everything happens. Because yeah. you're adding photosynthetic energy to the organism to reproduce itself. Yeah. So, like so length of time that it's exposed to that light, intensity, intensity of that light. Yep. Spectrum of that light, even probably think? spectrum. You're probably not going to mess with that a whole lot, but mm -hmm. yeah, absolutely. And so spectrum and uh, like all kinds of different things, man, it can happen. Uh, I'll just give you a little an anecdotal experience that we had. Uh, I tried to grow, uh, had a little coral farm in my basement, mm -hmm. and at one point in time, you know, they were all GE 65k bulbs on one side of uh, a four by eight tank, and then the right, other. These are these are your standard uh, office light type bulbs, right? No, nah, they were like they're sold to the aquarium industry okay. actually. So there's 65 like K grow lamps okay. or whatnot, yeah, right? Yeah. And so I was just experimenting with those. And so there's 65 K grow lamps, uh, GE bulbs that mm -hmm. are you know a high, very high output uh, or high output T T5s. Mm -hmm. And the other one was ATI Blue Plus bulbs. Right. Okay. So in the ATI Blue Plus, man, no LG, no cyano, no problem. Mm. The one uh, that was running with the 65 K bulbs is uh like there's so much uh i don't remember that's too many years ago for me to collectively identify if it was cyan or uh, diatoms yeah. or not there was so much in it and so much air inside of it because it was producing so fast that the egg crates would float to the top from wow. all the air in it man yeah and these two tanks are actually plumbed to the same sump so it's nothing to do with water mm. it was only to do with lighting and it could have been intensity or it could have been spectrum and i don't know i can't tell you which one uh, for sure, but uh, like we actually switch swapped them out, and so at one point I like want to know the answer, so I moved the ATI blue plus bulbs over here and blew the 65s. Bam! All of it disappeared immediately underneath the uh, blue plus bulbs over there, and then reappeared on the other side. And same problem: explosive growth. So, huh. like, I don't know the answer to all these questions, but like people were always chasing nutrients and stuff, and like. Man, I had a major problem, and nutrient wasn't the problem because both these tanks were plumbed to the exact same tank. So it wasn't like super high nutrients, like nitrate or super high phosphate or inverses or super low or whatever. Mm. It was definitely lighting that was causing the problem yeah. here. And uh, it was 
I would never use those 65k bulbs again in my life. I don't, <laughs> I don't know if it was intensity. I have a hard time believing it was like 100% just intensity because the blue plus bulbs then would have at least grown it to some degree. Right. 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 Uh, I think it was probably the spectrum and as we see. Length today. of time too, because you probably the had them both exactly the same. Yeah. yeah. Photo period same. Mm. So there's more to this than I think all of us know. Uh, so there was a follow-up question there you said? I said, uh, so if it if there does reduce, uh, it says, does it, re uh, reduction of nutrients in a cycling tank, if so, what would be better, more or less light? So my instinct was always to do ramp lower up, light lower and slowly light. ramp it up, mm -hmm. like using mm -hmm. acclimation mode or right. whatever. Uh, in this case, uh, Jeff told us, Josh. Or, or Josh told us, man, like just hit it. You know, turn just, it on. just hit it, turn it's it on. The spectrum, the length of time, everything that you're going to use when this tank is up and running, hit it with it. Just hit it. It will play itself out faster. You'll be over with it uh, sooner. It will look ugly. Yeah. High five the ugly and <laughs> move on with your life. So uh, I guess this is the first journey I've had with just turn it on and get it over with. So, you know, hopefully uh, Josh looks like a brilliant person here. Otherwise, I'm going to get him on camera and berate him in front of all of you. No, no otherwise, we'll just solve the problem, man. Yeah. Uh, whatever whatever just materializes. And again, you can solve it because you don't have to worry about corals and stuff in there. I'm going to do one more because okay. I can't help it. One okay. more. Yeah. Uh, and let's see here. I took my sand out, went bare bottom. Good. Now I'm getting a crazy amount of diet times. Hmm. Why and how do I solve it? Yeah, so this is one of those things, man, that like uh, everybody doesn't really know how to solve. Uh, hopefully, if you took out your sand, you took it out about like one cup at a time, you know? Slowly, uh, slowly, yeah. There's no hurry here, mm -hmm. but like the there's no way around it, man. The sand bed in your tank is a Massive. toilet. It's yeah. a it's a vicious toilet, man. Uh, all the poo <laughs> settles out in there. All the unrotten rotten food settles out there and it just goes in there and if you doubt it go to some area in the tank that doesn't get a lot of flow and stir it up and watch the yellow poo come out and <laughs> so it could be uh, all kinds of ugly things that are in there you know it could be chemicals breaking yeah. down they're trapped in there and so that's one of the things man why we're not putting sand in there even though sand is attractive we're just not going to put it in this tank you know mm -hmm. so like there's a lot of tanks that probably have to put sand in just because aesthetically I, I couldn't handle it but in the hybrid method i believe in all the things that wwc shared it is a toilet it is a destabilizing event it's probably part of the reason why five-year tanks start to go south and mm, stuff yeah. and you just don't know why because the toilet got full it's overflowing <laughs> into your tank yeah, it's like a septic tank full yeah. tank. yeah and, and like you know what happens when a power head falls off the side and blows down at your toilet and just uh, erupts sewage into the <laughs> tank you know and i say it like that kind it's of funny but, but it's, it's true it's totally yeah. true yeah, yeah, yeah. it's just like it is a filter that probably hits capacity at some point yeah uh, you know and so uh hmm. yeah i don't i don't know why it caused die times in this case it could be tons of nutrients that came out of it could have been the die times we're living in uh at it's hard to say how why well, it's a correlation. Maybe you did it too fast. I don't know. Without uh, sand, you should be able to you know, kick up that uh, flow. If if it, if that's the type of tank you got, you can kick up that flow and yeah. kind of give the diatoms no foothold. Uh, 
You know, so one of the things, man, I want to do actually, and we should prioritize this, is, uh, you know, like get a little microscope, uh, a microscope class going, man, so we can correctly identify what these things are. Oh, like, that's cool. Whether it, it's diatoms or yeah. dinoflagellates. Or yeah, my guess is uh, at this point, you could probably go to Amazon and buy a, you know, oh, a, yeah. a microscope for 30 bucks or something, right? And so, like, know you know mix it up in some water mm. and uh, know what you're actually looking at you know and know what the problem is identify it and start treating it more intelligently yeah. than you know some of the stuff we're doing so uh yeah all right man i think we call it a day here yeah we did right. good so, so i'm gonna try really hard i think i haven't like I, I don't even live in this house yet so like uh we're gonna try to shoot you know uh, first episode maybe yeah, it's yeah. not really an episode it's not an episode it's just kind of like here here's a space for just i think Ryan stinks gonna go yeah you know i don't know we'll i see. don't even know what it's gonna look like at all it, it'll probably be you know a little jumpy footage a little pixelated because we'll probably be using our oh, i don't have internet something. even so, so <laughs> yeah i don't know if it's terrible but terrible you guys gotta girl. see the space i mean yeah yeah i don't know start we'll brainstorming you know maybe we'll go there today and like see what the internet's like if the internet sucks we're not gonna do it but uh <laughs> i'll have internet there in a couple of weeks probably cool all right Awesome, man. Well, awesome. Well, I will. Uh, I guess we'll see you. Uh, you know, on Monday. 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 Yeah. This. All right, All right guys. Take care. Mm.